Hey, buddy. What's going on? What's going on? Not much. Oh man, this is a uh, this is this is interesting, man. This is what a day Thursday is for all the, for New York Giants fans as the 19th head coach in our proud franchise history is Joe Judge. And Joe Judge is just introduced here. He he's, he came in. He said all the right things. Now the question being is, is he the guy to lead the New York Giants going forward? That is the big question. That is the question that I need answers to. A lot of Giants fans need answers to. We don't know. But I did like what he had to say at the press conference. What what were like the three key things you took from this press conference? Well, the first thing I took from it is that he wants to teach players and develop players, which is a which is a key because when you have a young squad like the Giants do, you want to develop them and you want to develop the players in your image of how you see the team. The second thing I took for is that he he wants to set up a culture, he wants to set up a winning culture, and he says he wants to do that by winning, which is which is important because he even said that he wants to set he wants to set the Giants up by winning. So, and I think that's very very important. So, I think what he, I think that, and the third most thing is to build a coaching staff that can teach by teaching the players how to win. And I think that's very key. So those are the three most important things I took from that is teaching and also, sorry, and accountability. You want to hold the players accountable, which is important. And I think that's very big. And the Giants have lacked accountability. And I think that's important for, for a guy coming in. Because the Giants. Yeah. I like it. So I have I have a clip here of what Dave Gellman has, has to say about the hire. So and he has been interviewed by Bob Papa. So let's listen in to what a quick snippet of what Dave Dave Gellman has to say about his hire of Joe Judge. So that this was the landing spot for the organization. You know, first of all, it was the way Joe carried himself. He came in, and I, you know, I overheard his conversation earlier, and he said he came in with the mentality, he was just going to have a conversation. And that truly was what it was. It was like a bunch of guys, you know, had a bath, having a beer, talking ball. It was, it was easy for him. He, he knew exactly what he wanted, where he wanted to go, and how he wanted to get there. It really wasn't an excellent So that, that Dave Gellman on what he thinks of Joe Judge. I like it. Yep, and not only did he have something to say, let's take a look at the Giants president and CEO, the guy running, running, running the whole camp, John Mara. So John, what are your thoughts, uh, talking to Bob Popper about your thoughts of Joe Judge? President and CEO of the New York Football Giants, Mr. John Mara. And uh, John, as you went through this process, what stood out about Coach Judge that made him the guy for this organization? Well, you start off with the training that he's had. Uh, he was at 
Um, but what stood out in the interview was his poise, his confidence, his presence. Uh, you could see leadership qualities and his knowledge of the game, his ability to relate to players. There were just so many qualities that just jumped out at you. It was as impressive uh, a coach interview uh, as I've ever been a part of. Well, there was that and that right there. And co-owner of the New York Giants, John Mayer. I like it. Yeah. So, that is, yeah, so what, what, what stood out is they love his leadership qualities and his ability to help teach the young players. And I think, and it's funny because he didn't address the players. He wanted to address them as a team. And to be honest, I think that's smart because he does not want to come off as a guy that's all about me, me, me. He wants to know about the team. And I think when you're young players, you're forced to conform because you have to. So, and I like it. So, I like it, but then again, I need to see results. I need to see who's, who's on your staff, and I gotta see the results. So you can say all the right things, ultimately comes down to wins and losses. So, let's see if he can put his money where his mouth is. That is the most important thing. Um, how did your third interview go today? This third, my third interview went actually pretty well. So my guy was doing was doing a, doing a editing highlights for St. John's Basketball University, a D one school for basketball. He also does work doing work for. Um, the St. John's baseball team, so he has experience there. And his resume stacks up. He um, he went to St. John's, so he had a editing there, baseball and basketball. And he currently does um, freelance work for uh, for for other people, and he also does local editing for local television up in New York, up in um the local advertising programs up in up in New York. So. It, this one went pretty well, so... So, right now, if you had to choose between the third interview and the first interview, who would you pick? I'm leaning towards the third right now because he has... Because not only does he have editing background, but he's able to put... He has more other qualities that I could use. Like he also has media credit. he also has media experience too, more than the first interview, which does help him gain weight. So why don't you put it to a competition where have the first one and the third one do like the best five minute video? That's actually what I was gonna that's actually what I was gonna tell you. <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna do. <laughs> That's how smart I am, folks. I, I, I swear I didn't know this. Yeah. That's it. So I'm going to see between the third interview and the first interview, a five-minute video, which one does it better, and then I will pick, pick it going forward. Absolutely. That, that sounds was, really good. There was a big, big trade in baseball involving the Rays, the Cardinals. I saw that. Besides, besides the one pitcher, are any of those other players named? No. 
At least, at least I, that's not what I got from um, John Amon. So, then there's not really much to talk about yet with that. Because we got to get the other players. Yeah, I'm looking to see if I can get the um, other players. But from what what I'm gathering is it's not much much news, but apparently it's supposed to be like prospects and... um, a couple of ready-to-go players, I heard. Like, major yeah. players. Um, so... Um, from what I said, the Rays are getting Jose Martinez, Ray, um, Randy Oruzaria, and a comp and a comp pick from the Cardinals for Matthew Laberton, a catching prospect, and a, compos- and a composition B um, pick. Jose Martinez isn't a bad outfielder. He's not great, but that's not something I get too, too hyped about. But that comp pick, that comp pick could be great. So, it's, I mean, it's not like something that the Cardinals are really, really losing. But who knows. Um, The Yankees obviously got more catching depth today with Chris Iannetta. And so now they got him and Eric Kratz to, you know, potentially start or back up, back up Kyle Higashioka. And a lot of people probably think Higashioka deserves a chance. And he probably will get this backup job because he has no options. But if I had to choose my backup catcher right now, give me Chris Iannetta over Kyle Higashioka. But because of the options... And I even bet you Chris Ainetta will never see a game in the Yankees. I bet you he gets released. Probably. So, He's only there just to push. He's only there just to push um, Kyle Gashioka. So Ainetta will probably yeah. never, ever, ever play for the Yankees. But if I'm telling you right now, if Gary Sanchez gets hurt and Kyle Higashioka has to play for... 40, 50 starts worth, that's a big time problem. If, 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 if he only has to play two games a week, that's fine. That is great. But, Gary Sanchez, you cannot get hurt, sir. You cannot Unfortunately, get hurt. unfortunately, Gary Sanchez has not proven that he can stay healthy. So, I don't want to be that guy but I'm kind of expecting him to get hurt. Yeah, he's probably going to miss at least a month. Yeah, like, don't call me like, oh, James, stop being a Yankee hater. Like, show me proof that him and Judge, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give Judge a pass. Show me him and Judge where they both have stayed healthy. Like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm tired. I'm not going to be the Yankee show. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, when, when, we do, when we do a podcast, we got to give our honest, raw opinions. So I got to be honest. Judge has not stayed healthy. I, I, I know the Judge fans are like, oh my God, you don't attack my husband. Your husband has not proven that he can stay healthy over a course of 162 games. Sorry. Well, what the yeah, people will say, wrong. it's not... He only had one baseball injury. Like, like that's on him. The dive. You know. So, 
Yeah. It's just bad luck, maybe. But he still hasn't. He's only played one full season. One. So he no, has to even, even, even his first time playing with the Yankees. He ended the season. His his first unofficial rookie year. He couldn't have finished the whole year. He got hurt. <laughs> so even, even then, and he was like twenty four, twenty three at the time. So yeah. he's just always gotten hurt. I mean, when he plays, he is fantastic. Give me Aaron Judge over a lot of other outfielders in this league. Of course, obviously besides Trout, Christian Yelich, you know players like that. But give me Aaron Judge over Mookie Betts any day of the week, any day of the week. Not over no, Yelich or not 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 over Trout, and maybe not even over like. A Charlie Blackman, you know, and there's probably a couple more if, if I really have to think of, but Aaron Judge is easily a top ten and top ten outfield. I, 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 I wouldn't just say right field. He's he's definitely top top three, top five out right fielders, but he's definitely top ten outfielders when he plays. No, you're no, you're absolutely right. I am not. I am not disputing. Judge's talent. I just want to have a fall season where he's healthy. That's what I want. Give me 150. I think 150 is the target mark because you're actually even even give me 145. I'd be happy with 145 because that means he's he's only setting like 11 something games. That's that's decent. If he gives me one forty five to one fifty and the only days he's not playing are off days, I'm cool with it. Because you know in the major leagues there's no such thing as a as a guy that plays every single game. And probably game. ten of those one forty five is at DH. So so that's even cooler. Listen, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with him having a DH day and Stanton having a DH day. And Sanchez having a DHB. I'm cool with whoever you want to mix in that for a I'm totally fine with This also that. probably won't happen much, but at one part of the season for like two, three weeks, it'd be really smart for that 26th man to be a catcher. Let, that will not happen. That will I know, happen. but it'd be smart to do that. You let Gary Sanchez DH a majority of the time, and you have Higashioka start or whoever else starts, and that way, if Gary got hurt or if the catcher got hurt, you'd still have a catcher. Just because things won't happen, it doesn't mean it's not smart. It just means that people aren't willing to think that way. But through a part of the season, it's better to do that Instead of having Tyler Wade as your 26th man, or instead of having a bum pitcher just for innings as your 26th man. Because Gary Sanchez is going to DH anyway. So it's better for him to DH and have a third catcher on the bench than to DH and have Higashioka behind the plate. Because then if Higashioka gets hurt, who's your catcher? And who has to hit now? A pitcher. So I'm pretty sure we all know which choice you would rather have. 
that's no, I, that's why I, sometimes I, I, you know I get what you're saying it's just not gonna happen <laughs> um, the 26 guy is probably knowing the Yankees I think the 26 guy is probably going to be another pitcher and that would be a mistake some bomb ass pitcher I, I, just for yeah yeah yeah, I mean, some bum ass guy when the Yankees are up by seven yeah. or down by seven, they'll say, "Okay, guy, pitch today, and you'll be back in Scranton tomorrow." Like it's, it's so. Uh, I'm I, I would not be surprised at that. Um, it is it is very interesting because we're um there. Uh, I know we didn't we didn't address this, but. You 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 been you have been saying this consistently about what you think of the Rooney Rule, and for those who don't know your position, remind folks again what is your position of of the Rooney Rule. First of all, the Rooney Rule thought of it is cool, but it's actually kind of reverse racism. They're mocking the guy into doing an interview when they have no intention of hiring the guy. So, just like back in the day, when people didn't get a job just because they were black, right? Now, they're getting an interview just because they're black or Hispanic or Indian or any kind of minority. That is wrong. The best candidate should get the job. But why should you have to have an interview just to check a box? No one thought Marvin Lewis would be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Are you out of your mind? Not even Marvin Lewis thought he had a real legit chance. And he was a head coach for 11 plus years. So this has to stop. Now, yes, if, if I was black, may I, may, may I think, okay, I want some of my people. But at the end of the day, what is a quota going to do for you, bro? It's nothing. It's going to do nothing. So people who have that stance of, oh, I got to see more people like me. First of all, stop it. The best person gets the job regardless. The best person gets the job. Nobody's going to give a fuck if you're white Black, Hispanic, Asian, Indian, purple, brown. No one's going to care. The best person to get the job. So just like Michael K was talking about yesterday, it's stupid. It should be done. It should be done. The rule should go away. Unless the rule involves forcing, and that's bad too. You can't force someone to hire unless qualified just because they're fucking black. I'm sorry. And if anybody wants to call me racist... Come into the DM or come on the pod and tell me. Because I will literally debate. I can debate this topic all day. We could have a four hour pod on this topic. And I'll make you feel like shit every fucking time. There's no reason. There is no reason to have this stupid fucking Rooney rule. And if any Stiller fan is happy because it's named after Rooney. That even makes you a fucking bigger more than I thought. Stop the rule. Stop the quota. It's embarrassing. How would you like it to say, oh, I got this job just because I'm black, when you know you're not going to get hired? That's embarrassing. 
if I was Marvin Lewis, I'd be embarrassed of myself to show my face in, in, in the NFL circles again. I would never go for any interview. Never. I wouldn't do it. Not for OC, not for head coach, not for defense coordinator, not for nothing. I'd be embarrassed to walk through the doors. I would just retire right now. It's embarrassing. And and who knows how long he interviewed for. But whoever was asking the questions, whether it was Jerry Jones, whether it was Jerry's son, they had to be thinking, um, I'm truly sitting in my office talking to a guy who's a bum head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, who was there for a really long time. He's had some bright moments, but we all know I don't want him to coach my dad's team or I don't want him to coach my team. Okay, let me spend a couple hours with this guy. Hmm. I think I'm going to have chicken for lunch. And this is while Marvin Lewis is answering some questions, you know. Um, he's just looking at him, nodding. Okay, okay. And then I can picture the end of the interview. Um, Mr. Lewis, Marvin, uh, I think I heard some great stuff here. You've obviously been a head coach in this league for a long time. And you know what? We'll get back to you. Don't call us. We'll call you. We got your resume and file guy. Got that. You know what I'm saying? Take care. And then Marvin Lewis's head. Oh, I think I got this. And then in reality, once Marvin Lewis slams the door, they're fucking laughing. Saying, wow, we just had to waste two hours with this fucking guy we don't even want. And, and, and then they probably had Mike McCarthy on fucking speed dial saying, Mike, please, come, come for dinner tonight. You're sleeping over the crib, and you're not getting out the store till you sign this contract, guy. I just wasted two hours of my life on some guy I don't even want to hire. <laughs> so, Mike, listen, listen. If, if you need me to get you an escort to have comfortable dreams with, but you're not leaving my billion-dollar mansion, my five-billion-dollar square-foot mansion, until you sign this. You're going to sign the contract, then you're going to drop your kids off at school. That's what's going to go happen. Oh now, God. of course, none of this actually happened, even though Mike McCarthy did literally stay at Jerry Jones' house, and he did literally sign the contract and drop his kids out of school. But other than that, this, this is how the interview goes, so please, I get it. You want to see your own race having big, powerful jobs, but if the team truly does not want to hire you, why be a token? Just, just like how you didn't want to be a token back then, why do it now? It's what? embarrassing. You're not wanted, man. If, if you're not the best let's for the see. job, stop yourself. Let's see what let's see what ESPN personality and the national treasure Stephen A. Smith has to say about this Rooney. Yeah. Arizona by the name of Cliff Kingsbury. 
was under 500 in college football and got a head coaching job. Today, we are talking about a wide receivers coach who has never even been a coordinator in the National Football League. And he's now going to be the head coach in the media capital of the world for a New York Giants franchise. And there are three African-American head coaches in the National Yo, Jim Caldwell is not higher. Wait a minute, Chris, what's your name? Oh, hold on, guys. Yeah. There is Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. The man's won 65% of his games and has never had a losing season. There is Anthony Lynn, who struggled this year because Philip Rivers ain't what he once was. But he was in the divisional playoff round last year. He's the reason Mark Lamar Jackson went home early. Okay? And Brian Flores is in Miami coaching a team that none of us thought would win a damn game. We were actually having a debate as to whether or not this would be the worst team in the history of the National Football League. And the man won five games, including two playoff teams he beat this year. He actually beat more playoff teams this year than the Buffalo Bills did. That was a coordinator. That was coordinator, okay? But for some reason, there is a Rooney rule in place. And still, this kind of stuff is happening. I want to announce on national television that I personally I'm going to take it upon myself. Whether it's a community... Well, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but... No, 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 no. Keep, keep, keep going, I'm curious. Keep going? Okay, okay. You can't cut off in the middle of Stephen A. Smith. Come on now. Whether it's communicate with owners, whether it's to sit up here and raise holy hell, whether it's to recruit my contemporaries in this business to address it, we got a problem. This is some BS. I mean, I get, like, like I was saying, you want your own color, your own race to be involved. But it truly goes to, it should be about the best qualified. Now, if there's African Americans who are the best qualified and they're not getting the job because it's the 
quote unquote white boys club that's wrong but if the guy who's white is the better qualified then you know what who cares best qualified to win and I would say this if I was Hispanic I would say this if I was black my co-host is black he will tell you I'm not a racist so I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anybody say shut up fucking racist no it's not about that I don't give a fuck what your face is if you're cool, I'll fucking vibe with you. I'll talk to you. I'll click with you. You you could come on the pod. I'll I'll give you forty five straight minutes to speak, and I'll shut my mouth and listen. But you got to be the best qualified. Right now, if Anthony Lynn, Mike McCarthy, and Ron Rivera were both going for one head coaching job, the thirty second NFL head coaching job. First, it's probably Anthony Lynn is Anthony Lynn will be third in that position. By the way, it'd be a coin toss between Rivera and McCarthy. Now, if it's me personally, I'm choosing Ron Rivera as my number one option in that situation. And he's he's Hispanic, correct? Yeah, he is Hispanic. Okay, so not only does that fit the Rooney role. But when the Washington Redskins interviewed Ron Rivera, I guarantee you the Rooney Rule wasn't even a thought. Why? Because he's a great fucking head coach. No, you're absolutely right. Um, they, they interviewed him because he thought he was the best possible candidate to turn the Washington Redskins franchise around. And that's exactly what they hired. Now, I won't assume anything on Anthony Lynn. But if I had to guess, he had that Chargers interview because of the Rooney Rule. I don't think he's that great of a coaching mind. Now, has he done a couple things with Phillip Rivers? Yeah. But not anything fantastic. There are a bunch of other guys I'd rather have. Now, I'd rather have Anthony Lynn over Pat Shermer. I'd rather have Anthony Lynn over Freddie Kitchens. I'd rather have Anthony Lynn over Gase. I'd rather have Anthony Lynn over Jim Caldwell. I'd rather have Anthony Lynn over uh, Matt Patricia. So there are other guys I'd much rather have Anthony Lynn over. But the Rooney Rule thing... And I'm I'm actually in the middle right now of tweeting something to it to Stephen A. Smith, but do 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 I think it's flawed? Absolutely. I think that unless they have some kind of enforcement, this rule might have just go away. But again, may maybe they have to say, okay, let's not just interview to fill a quota. The person you're interviewing has to have a serious chance of getting the job. But at the end of the day, the best, the best, that's B-E-S-T, best, number one option, number one choice, 
the number one quality person for the job who's going to give the best effort to to win for that team. That's who should get picked. Nobody should see race. Now, also, what could be done is this will be a little awkward. If you want to hire someone, if you want to hire, like, like, make it a table, a round table discussion. One high-ranking official from the NFL of every color, and they have to sit in that interview with the owner or or the GM, whoever's going to make the hiring decision, and that person, then they could do that, and to truly see what's going on. But that's also kind of fucked up too, because then that puts pressure. Because if if the interviewer, viewee, gives the best answers and they don't get hired, then then you're gonna be in some shit. But this guy could check all the boxes, and the other guy could miss one box, but he still might be the better person. So it's it's a slippery slope, and Stephen A. does have the clout. He does have the power to make shit difficult. He can make shit really difficult for the NFL. And he might even be that guy to go to the Players Association and force that strike. I I think a potential NFL strike will be coming. And I've been thinking of this. I really have been thinking about this since the Eagles beat the Patriots in the 2017 Super Bowl. I truly think an NFL strike will eventually be coming. So... I also think if that happens, that's what's going to make Tom Brady retire. An NFL strike. So, and I don't want to see a strike. Because this ain't no movie where we see replacement players. No. I I don't want to see shit like that. I don't want to see that. NFL season is already short enough. So, I don't want them to miss a potential whole month of September. And only play 12 games. I don't want that. But I can truly see it happening. So, Stephen A., I think sometimes in life you got to pick battles, my man. And you obviously think this is a hell to die on. And this could be one of those things where it's going to be a long process. Um... Last thing before we get off this topic, I think the other problem is, and I know you alluded to, I know you said it, but there's also not a lot of like black people in, or, or anyone in color that's in higher executive offices in the NFL. Like, Ozzy Newsom was, was regarded as one of the best GMI. Fine, or NFL. former, or former. Just yeah. one spot yeah. from every race. I, I know, but what I'm what I'm saying is there's not a lot of black men in high positions of power. And now I don't want to make this come off as a black and white thing. I, and I know that there's a whole well, there's a whole old white boys club. So you, you know, know people will try to make the, anything into a racist. I, I know that's how sick this world I, is. I know, and I just want to say for the record. My co-host is not a racist. I'm a black man. If I thought my co-host was a racist jerk, I wouldn't even do the show with him. I know for a fact that he picked me for a reason, and I can promise you, you didn't pick me because I was black. 
I can promise you that. There is no Rooney Rule for the sports suits, guys. Now, now, not that I, not, not, not that I interviewed anybody else after James. You wanna know why I didn't interview anyone else after James? Cause I love the guy's fucking vibe. I thought he'd be the best co-host that I could fuck with. So I didn't even need to ask other people. James was it. He was my number one choice, my only interview. Why? Because I knew what I wanted. So, people don't do that. He's doing an internet show. He's doing an interview show for Puck Luck. Yeah. He just finished his third interview today. Now, he's most likely down to a final two of his third one and his first one. Because his second one was a fraud. But, we don't do things like this lightly. So, this is the same way NFL should be. And, I'm just about to send a tweet. And it's going to read this. I hate the Rooney Rule 2, Stephen A. Smith. But why does race matter? Question mark. Shouldn't only the best option slash most qualified get the job? Question mark. Do you want someone to get a job just because of their skin color? So I want to see. I want to see if he tweets back. And, also and if, if he tweets back. If he tweets back. Why the hell not or something like that? Yes. That's what's wrong with the world. If back in the day when slavery was popping, if they didn't get the job just because they were black, that's wrong. But now if people do get a job just because of their skin color, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Now, I like to say, just for the record, and this will be the last thing I'll say on this topic, the two people I interviewed, one is Hispanic and the other one is white. There's no, there is diversity. I'm not hiring. What about the third one? Hmm? The third one was black. Okay. So, I just want to let everyone know, there is no, I do not, I'm not going to pick a person because of... All guys? Sorry, what? All guys? What do you mean? All guys. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that I'm not going to pick a person. No, no, no. Where, where all the three people you interviewed were guys. No, the first one was a girl. The second one was a guy. The third one was a guy. Okay, now. I'm, I'm just going to ask this question. Okay. I know you're going to pick the best for the best. But do you Absolutely. have any thought? Of maybe leaning towards the first one just because she's female? No. No. I don't play that crap. I play who is the best cat person. I like the that. best candidate. I don't, because you know what it is? That's sexism. I'm not going to pick a girl because she's a girl. I'm going like to pick a person who I think is the best qualified for the job. That's how it should be. Moving on off of this topic, because I know this, but because I like to, I like to think that we and the sports do can tackle any topics, regardless of how sensitive it is, because that's how good we are. So I like to point that out, and I also like to point out that this, you know, we talked about, we talked, you know, tomorrow's going to be cool because we're going to have the girl 
on the girl, the one that's raising money for yeah, the Absolutely, for the, um, her name is Ashley. And I want to say this um, to, to a couple of my friends who are all the way out in Dabo um, I hope you guys are safe. And your safety is the number one priority. And I really feel bad. Australia should not be going through this. And apparently there are people that are causing the wildfires. They got arrested, which you should be arrested. Cause that's, a, that, that's, that's a jerk off move to do this. So you can screw off. So don't, don't do that. Don't be that guy. So yeah, screw off. Um, also too though, I'd just like to say that we are closer and closer to getting the matchup I want. The matchup oh, America wants. Nobody cares. This, Nobody cares. This is, this is a be this is a Aren't you excited? Don't you wanna see me be happy? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Saw this on Twitter and I put Kobe. Wow, that's tough. Um, he was a part of a 3P and a 2P, my guy. Come on, son. I know, <laughs> but the Spurs have been such a model. So I, I listen, I say Kobe too, but you can also make an argument for Duncan. I mean, the guy has been a model of consistency. I know he's not the most flashy guy, but the guy is also a five-time champion. I mean, he, he did beat LeBron James. So, he beat LeBron James, like, twice. So, yeah, I would say Kobe, too, but you could make an argument for Duncan. You, 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 you oh, yeah. You could. You could. You you wouldn't be wrong. You are you you definitely wouldn't be wrong there. Um, the it is it is cr it is crazy that it is crazy what's going on that I saw I saw this I I saw this on Twitter right there and this was from at Celtic Films and he said. The biggest babies in the world are the U.S. Army soldiers who I pay to feed. To I saw this. Yeah, and I just want to read this properly. Feed and clothe and wipe their ass because they don't go out to get a real job. The more that come, the more that come home in body bags from their global sub whatever mission, the better. I pray, I pray, I pay for their homes and babies. Wow. Wow, that is, that is a trash, trash take, completely trash. Bad guy, man, bad guy, what can I say? 
That is the definition of that. Now, Larry David was also on the Michael K show. He was great. Um, Donald Donald yeah. Donald Lagarde mentioned yesterday that the NFL Network requested to get the tape of that so that they could show it on their air. I thought that was really not, cool. Not only that, but the NHL also requested that interview too because he's also a Rangers fan. So they requested the NHL part while the NFL Network requested their part. Uh, cool. so, so, so apparently Larry David asked Mike McCagman during that during the 2018 draft for them to draft Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And then they end up taking Sam Donald. I'm going to say this, and we discussed this with Matt yesterday, which, by the way, people have been listening to that interview. Julian listened to that interview. He, he, so I he, know he, Julian he, has, but apparently that's the only play. A bunch of Bills fans liked and retweeted. I want likes and retweets, but I also literally and physically want people to listen to the pod. So, the episode has only been up for a full day, so I'm not too mad right now, but I I, I, I guess we really have to, I guess, give it to at least Sunday. But by Sunday, it, it should have more plays, because if you truly are a Bills fan, listen to the pod. Matt did a great job. He was terrific. I think we asked some really good questions. So, listen to the episode, guys. He talked about future Patrick, Patrick, future Hall of Fame Patrick Mahomes. You gotta listen to that. You all know nobody cares about Patrick Mahomes. Everyone cares about Patrick Mahomes. Nobody Um, in life cares about Patrick Mahomes. Matt, hey, Matt said he did, and I appreciate Matt for that. He's a, he's a, he's a great man. I, I knew he was. Well, a Matt man. also said he would win the Super Bowl this year, so we all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, but I mean, if they do, if they do, <laughs> if they do, it means the world will come to an end. Um, well, if they do, that means all they need, all they need is one. All they need is one more. <laughs> so right now we're at forty-six minutes, so we're gonna stop at an even fifty minutes. So we got three minutes left. Okay. Um. Rapid fire. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go with? Rapid fire. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um. The, you saw the MLB rankings. We have the Yankees ranked as first, and the Dodgers ranked second, and Houston ranked third. So, you saw the MLB rankings. Here. What do you think? Uh, I actually didn't know about that till just now. Um, but if I had to guess, I would go Yankees. Yankees, Dodgers, and Nationals obviously win their divisions. Um. Yankees and Nationals probably play each other for the ALCS. I'll say Dodgers play either the Atlanta Braves or the Milwaukee Brewers in the, in the NLCS. Um, also, though, too, um, the ESPN is looking to remove Joe Tessa from the fallen off of, off of commentary and why to acquire, 
acquire Tony Romo from CBS. I saw the Romo thing. What? Why? Sorry. Why? Why Tessator? I don't think. I don't think Kumobo wants to leave that if he knows that he has been on the rotation for the Super Bowl. So I think Romo's staying with CBS. Um, Peter Rosenberg said yesterday that Tony Romo should stay because if he goes to the Monday night, he'll have more pressure because everybody in the world will be watching that game. I agree, but also people do watch the prime, well, people do watch the Sunday night primetime games. So, and also last but not least, um, Shannon Sharp, your favorite, has predicted that Tom Brady will li- will likely go to the Los Angeles Chargers, and Rob Parker thinks that Tom Brady should call the quits. Oh. Well, we all I know Rob Parker's a hack. He, he's part. He belongs with Nick Wright and Max Kellerman as the biggest wackos in on ESPN and Sports Center. So how are, how how are we not on ESPN if they work for ESPN? Um, Shannon Sharp, you can go scratch. All right. You can kick rocks, baby. <laughs> That's playing, a Hall of Famer. That's a Hall of Famer. Playing with the Chargers? Are you out of your mind, buddy? Like, Karen Sharp, you need to get those cases that Skip owes you, and you need to just whack yourself with those cases, my guy, because you are nuts. And Rob Parker, if I was ever in front of you, buddy, I would buy you a soda, but, but before I hand you that soda, I go poof, right in that soda. And this was another episode of the Sports Suits, guys, because, you know, I obviously have work in the morning, and this guy obviously has to take another nap before he goes to work tomorrow. Take him naps, he is. And uh, we will have two interviews this weekend. Ashley, the Wildflower Girl, tomorrow, and JJ of George's Box will be on Sunday night. Guys, take it easy. Guys, take it easy. This is for the sports dudes, and we'll do this in 23 hours. Woo!